Big Blue Insider is on. News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Get on the show. Call 280-CATS. That's 280-2287. Or toll free at 1-800-606-GAME. That's 1-800-606-4263. Big Blue Insider is brought to you by UK Healthcare. Good evening, everybody, and welcome. Mark Berger filling in again for Dick Gabriel. Tonight on the Big Blue Insider, alongside Curtis Birch, of course, uh, who is really the one constant. They used to, like, I remember when I first started here uh, at, you know, the home of the Cats, News Radio 630 WLAP, and I worked with Kyle Macy, which was a joy and sort of intimidating because Kyle was, like so many of us, my childhood hero. And Kyle used to joke that the, uh, the, call letters stood for we are leland all play because leland was on this network so often now leland conway by the way leland conway yes who has the show from eight to no yes eight to nine on this station i was like what time is it sometimes i I host that show for him uh from eight to nine on this network but as as over to the big boy station in louisville and and works over there actually he's always there but as previously noted clocks are your enemy Clocks, calendars, any kind of time. Right. You hate any all sort of, of time. Main, yes. Really, to be fair, anything with a number on it is kind of an issue for me. For the most part. Calculators kind of make me nervous. A little bit sweaty. They're not good. So we used to joke that this was that now Curtis is taunting me with a calculator from the other side of the, the building. Uh, like Macy would joke that this that WLAP stood for We, we Are Leland All Play because he was on constantly. Literally all the time. Well, figuratively all the time. Uh, and now I feel like we should change it to like, you know, WCAP. We are Curtis all play because you're the one real constant here, Curtis. I, I guess. I mean, you say all this and I'm going to be gone in two weeks for a few days. So, Well, I mean, well, Leland never took vacation because he's just, I mean, he's that kind of type A. Like Leland's just... Like I type of what? Type A. Type A personality. Type A what? Type A personality. That's that's the that's the phrase. A what? For people that work all the time. Leland does take vacations now though. He's grown. Yeah, you know, I used to think that he would burst into flames if he quit working. Like like sharks, you know how sharks like sharks have to be in motion. I don't think this is actually true. This is a myth somebody came up with, but sharks well, had was- to keep swimming. It was thought to be true for a while. Okay, I'll, I'll allow that. But then uh, they found Sleeping Shark. I thought that Leland had to be working at all times or he would burst into flames, but a, but but now apparently that was not the case because Leland takes vacations. Anyway, I feel like Curtis is the one constant on this radio station. That's the point I was trying to make. The other constant, at least as far as today is concerned, is my ability to destroy sports teams. I, for those of you who listen on Sunday mornings, for those of you who listen – when I fill in here from time to time when something completely horrific happens to one of my teams, you are familiar with what has been referred to on occasion as the burger curse. Today, it struck again. The United States, I'm a soccer fan. You know, we've, we've discussed that on, on these shows before. Uh, the World Cup is going on. It's the big soccer tournament. Uh, the U.S. didn't qualify for the World Cup, so I had to pick another team. And I've always had like a fallback because, you know, Curtis, the U.S. isn't really good in this tournament. They don't, they don't make it to the end. Ever. Sometimes they make it to like the third week. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time they didn't make it to the first week. So I just went with my backup team from the get-go. My backup team is, Curtis? Germany. Germany. 
And what are the Germans generally in soccer, Curtis? Well, they won the last World Cup. Right. So and they've really won good. four of them. They're really good. Uh, they entered this tournament never having been knocked out of the tournament during what is called the group stage. They play these round-robin games, then everybody goes into like a bracketed tournament that you're more familiar with. Uh, so I, 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 am, I am of German descent. I have always been sort of a Germany fan when the U.S. was out. Who did I throw all my, my, my weight behind this tournament? Germany. What happened today, Curtis Birch? South Korea won and knocked them out. Yes. And South Korea isn't good. No, South Korea was not good. South they Korea. Had, had they scored a goal yet? No, they lost both one nothing. So they had lost to uh was it Croatia? No, Croatia was the later games. No, Sweden and Sweden and Mexico. And Mexico. They had both they had, they had been held scoreless by both Sweden and Mexico. Uh Germany looked terrible. Uh all of the game that I got to see, South Korea snuck a goal in late and then Germany pulled their goalkeeper. Not like in hockey where you pull the goalkeeper and you get another field player. Dude just ran up to midfield to play defense there. Uh, South Korea threw one over the top. Their guy ran onto it. He scored an open net goal, and it was 2 nothing. And it was over, and that meant for the first time in World Cup history, and not coincidentally in the first year in which I threw my entire fandom behind Germany, they were knocked out uh, in, in the group stage. So the question, Curtis, is well, this thing has to be real, right? So I am a fan of the Bengals, always terrible. I'm a fan of the Reds, not always terrible, but they've been terrible more often than not over the last 25 years, probably, 20 years. Uh, they had a pretty good run there in the middle where Wait they made minute. the playoffs. And, Wait a minute. Yeah. When did you get married? I got married in 94. So what? how many years? We're not you? doing this again. No, I'm not, You're not I'm getting not, me in trouble again, I'm not again, aging Curtis. your wife. I'm not trying to age your wife. But So how long have you been married? It, what's the number? The year count. Uh, it's 24 years in three weeks. So, it'll, so this, this, maybe this July will be my 24th did anniversary. Did you sell your sports soul to marry your wife? Is no, because the Bengals were bad before that. Not in 1990. They had just made a Super in Bowl less than five they just, years 1989, earlier. 1989, they had just made a Super Bowl. Ni- 89, 89 yeah. Season, yeah, it was the 89 Super Bowl. I think you, you sold your sports Well, future. I mean, have you seen her? That makes as much sense as anything. I have no business being married to her. That's ridiculous. I have a I have a message. Yes, from uh, someone we both know, Mike Allen. He sent told me to tell you go South Korea. I mean, but no, like, did you see? Um, they're already out. No, but go like way to go. Oh no, he's cheering for them. Yeah, he said way to go. Bye, Germany. Did what? you see um the video from a Mexican office uh, office in Mexico? Like these, all these guys, right? <laughs> it was from today, and all these guys barge into this office, and there's a guy in there. I don't know if he was f- from Korea or just of Korean descent and lived in Mexico City, but they gr- grab him up, rip him out of his chair, and put him on their shoulders, and they like right. go around the office and they're like, "Go Korea," because they because so, they wouldn't have because Mexico right. lost their match against Sweden, and Mexico wouldn't have advanced if German Germany would have won, correct, or tied. Yeah, and it was only because Mexico got destroyed today, right? And this is the the, the weirdest thing about the – not the weirdest thing. It, it makes sense if you follow it regularly. But in the World Cup, you play the round-robin games. You get three points for a win, one point for a tie, and then there are all these tiebreakers. So Mexico came into today with uh, – like, you, you, what's the 538? Is that that 
Yeah, the, that's the stat. Right, the 538 guy probably would have had them at like a 98% qualification for the next round percentage. They were leading the group. They had the, the best goal differential, which is the first tiebreaker. They would have had to have been absolutely walloped in a group that they've been the best team in to not qualify. And they got walloped. They lost three nothing. So in a weird like it, at a certain point in the day's proceedings, this is and they play the last two games in a group at the same time, so that like a group can't like knowingly throw a game so that the other team can go through. That used to happen. So they started playing these the last day's games simultaneously. So you're playing without knowing your 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 fate, and Mexico realizes that Germany's playing the worst team in the in the in the group. And they go down three nothing, which is the exact score they had to lose by or worse for them to to even possibly be able to be eliminated. And they know they're in big trouble. And then Mexico's the players are like in tears. And then all the Mexico fans erupt in the stadium because they realize that South Korea has scored and saved Mexico because Germany was going to need two goals to win the match, and a tie for Germany at that point wouldn't have gotten them through. So, uh, so the, like yeah, it's yeah. just weird. Um, it's a weird dynamic. But I. It is kind of weird, and people out there might be complaining that don't enjoy soccer about this segment, but I want to refocus on it, and this is about Mark being right. wrong and being terrible, a terrible sports fan, and along those lines, I want to play back something that happened this Sunday, last Sunday morning, and this is actually results from the matches yesterday, um, but here's Mark Berger talking soccer, which he claims to be a big fan of and follow very closely. Messi will now never win a World Cup because... Hey, they're not eliminated yet. They pretty much are eliminated. No. They could theoretically, mathematically make it. It is super unlikely for them to make it. I would have to go look at the standings and figure out how much they would have to win their game by, or you know, combined game versus the other team losing a game by, because it would be a goal differential win that they'd get in on. They're unlikely to go through. I the best comp. Hey, Mark. Well... well. <laughs> What did, did how, I how forgot do, all about that. How did Argentina do? They won their match. It was the best they played all <laughs> tournament, and they qualified to advance. There you go. <laughs> so, and so this is the question: Who do I throw my support behind next? And it can be any sport. Like this is the other thing: If you don't think that I'm, I'm serious about this. I tried to leave Bengal fandom at one point, Curtis. Do you remember this? Yeah, I remember this. Right? Old, was, yeah. I, I became... That the lows of the low when yeah. a playoff game against Pittsburgh, and then they re-signed all those guys. I became a Colts fan, or I tried to become a Colts fan for... It lasted four weeks. What happened in those four weeks, Curtis? Did they win? No. What? They lost oh, the four Colts, times. The no, Colts yeah. lost. No, yeah, the yeah. Colts lost four times, and Peyton Manning threw four interceptions in one of those games. That's how that's how serious this curse is. The jinx, the burger jinx. Well, I feel like most people listening to this program will probably say just go be a Louisville fan. Right. And that that leaves the question. Do, do, does like the sports universe, does whatever powers the sports universe have to understand like does it have to believe that I'm sincere in my fandom? Or can I just go sell this juju and and like have it be a thing? Like can I go make money cheering for teams that people want to lose? That would be I I feel like it would have value. I am it's sort like the, of the dude in um, a Bronx Tale that they all hated when he would come, and then they would immediately start losing their money, and they hated him. He's the cooler. Name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I am sort of fearful of my awesome power. This has never happened to Germany before, and I killed them. 
I broke Germany. Mark Berger broke Germany. That's the Berger jinx. That's what I'm capable of. Bring it. Let me know who you want me to wreck next. I'm happy to hear it. We'll be back to talk about that and more when we return on Big Blue Insider on the Home of the Cats. News Radio 630 WLAP. Welcome back. Big Blue Insider, Mark Berger, filling in for Dick Gabriel tonight. Curtis is now taunting me with a calculator and with German music. With numbers. With numbers, actually. It all comes together. Uh, if you want to join us, 280-2287-1800-606-4263 are the numbers you can email us, mark at WLAP.com. You can tweet the show at Sunday AM. Nope. Dang it. Only the second segment. I know. It's happened uh, Monday, too. Uh, at Meisterberger or at Curtis Birch. You could you could actually tweet at Sunday AM Sports, and I'll see it still. It's just not the right one for this show. Uh, Adam texts in on the Burger Jinx. He says, I don't think you can root for a team for the sole reason of wanting them to lose. The curse is going to backfire. That's my fear. Like the sports universe would realize that I really wanted that team to lose, and it would go the other direction. Hmm. I could only destroy the teams I love, it turns out, potentially. That sounds like a Greek mythological right? story. We'll have to try that. The only team, knock on wood, that this hasn't worked on in my sports fandom life has been the Kentucky Wildcats basketball team. Uh, who started? Pri- it, yeah. Like, they're good. Like, they've always been. I mean, I mean there are Cal's times. Cal's only got one championship. Yeah, but come on. I mean, there are times when they've been. Like some weird, frustrating I mean, things Billy, have happened. Billy Gillespie was hired under your watch. Billy Gillespie was hired watch. under my Phantom watch. Uh, there was also the that UAB game, the year that uh, they were the number one overall seed. That yeah. I still like. I like. I can watch that still today and can't figure out how they managed to lose it. Other than they just got outplayed everywhere on the court all day. That'll get you a loss. That will. That's usually how that happens. So, uh, but it, it hasn't really affected the Kentucky Wildcats men's basketball team the way that it's affected the other teams that I follow uh, over the years. It used to not affect Notre Dame football either, but that's pretty much a done deal now. Uh, And UK basketball got to practice today because they're headed to the Bahamas. No. No? They just get to practice anyway? Yeah, you get four hours a week of summer practice now. And Coach Cal made some comments on the CoachCal.com Twitter uh, feed and I'm sure it's on the website as well. Yeah, uh, about a minute and a half little video that he made. Uh, he seems uh, confident. Is that fair, Curtis? Yeah, I'm already over people saying swaggy cow. I- I'm I'm over well, except for Anthony's uh, company, you know, Swag Fitness. That's the only acceptable use. No, of swaggy. swaggy cow is. is no, I'm, I'm over the use of swag that. and swaggy and s- yeah. whatever. I'm I'm over I'm the use of swag. all forms of swag. Swag, if like if it's stuff that you yeah. get for free, I'm down with that. Yeah, that's good swag. If it's, oh, I've got swag, then no. I've had it. Swag? No, I've never had swag. Okay. I mean, I've had the free swag, but never like the personality swag. So that's why this gets so confusing. Here's John Calipari talking about his team's first practice. First practice. I was so excited to get started. Um... I've had teams here that went a full season and didn't have one bad practice. And I know you think that's hard to believe, but we've had teams that won 38 games, most in the history of college basketball, that were trying to win every game we played. That was, every game was a war, but you know what else was a war? 
every practice was a war. This team today, it's the beginning of learning how to practice. And I'll tell you what, I, I'm feeling good. I mean, we got a long way to go. But you got an unbelievable group who's receptive, who will compete, who, you know, we shoot the ball better uh, than we have in a while, where we got a lot of different weapons to come at you and still have some size and have some strength. So uh, for our first practice, wow, really good. Now we go again tomorrow. We went an hour and 15 minutes today. They thought we went three hours. We went 3 o'clock and 4.15, we were done. Tomorrow, we're going to go again. Probably a little longer, maybe not. Um, but I want to continue to add stuff if we can. There you go, Coach Cal on CoachCal.com. Uh, based on last practice, my favorite part of that is the we went an hour and 15 minutes. They think we went three hours part. He, yeah, they still need to realize some practice things, probably. Well, and it's, you know, it's that is, we talk about sort of the the difficulties of guys going from high school player, AAU player, to, you know, major, well, not major contributor, to last year, most of the roster of, well, not most of the roster, but a lot of the roster of a, a college basketball title contender. It's not this... You, the, the practice time and the practice methods and things like that are probably the biggest thing to get used to. I mean, you've gone to class. It's not the same going to class in high school as going to class in college. But the, the practice and the way practices are structured and the way practices work and, the, and the, the sort of intensity of practices is probably one of the hardest things to get used to. Yeah, I would imagine so. I, my main takeaway is he is unprompted talking about talked about shooting in his – I don't know, three or four media availabilities, which kind of shows that, A, he... What's a word that is less critical than lied? Uh, Bent the truth. He protected his team last season yes. to a certain extent. <laughs> he constantly talked up their shooting and you know said it wasn't an issue, but his excitement about the shooting on next year's team kind of proves to me... And the way he talked to him, I mean, he basically said it there. Shooting is going to be a weapon, which it hadn't been in years past, basically. So that seems to be, I think, maybe one of the bigger changes to look out for this season. I'm curious to see how that translates into gameplay. Are there different kind of actions they run and different kind of deals that they run? Is the offense a little bit different than it had been in the past because – most of it was predicated on driving and getting guys to the rim. He always, I mean, how many times would you cut over to Cal in an ESPN game and he'd be drive the ball, <laughs> drive the ball. Every time. So I'm sure he's going to still be yelling drive the ball probably, you know, to like Ashton Haggins and some wings, Keldon Johnson. But the other guys, he'll be yelling shoot the ball. So well, that that's going to be an interesting contrast. And – you know, when they've had the real struggle shooting, when they and, and Cal's had a couple teams that didn't shoot the ball very well here, it, it's it's made it hard to drive the ball. It's made it hard to do anything else. We'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back after this. You're listening to Big Blue Insider on the Home of the Cats, News Radio 630 WLAP.
Welcome back. Big Blue Insider, Mark Berger, filling in for Dick Gabriel alongside Curtis Birch tonight. If you want to join us, 280-2287-1800-606-4263. The numbers, you can email us, mark at WLAP.com. You can tweet the show either at Meisterberger or at Curtis Birch. Uh, if you, we're, I'm still looking for teams to, that you want me to cheer for to destroy since I wreck everything my sports fandom touches. Okay, hold on. Let's So you have to be willing. So are we going to use the idea that you have to actually you actually have to root for this team so yes theoretically okay so like it's Steelers out right yeah like you who you like I feel like the sports universe realizes that I could never possibly actually cheer for the Steelers and wouldn't be fooled by it so if they want you may if you hate Ohio State maybe you want Mark to go full bore back into that fandom right that that wouldn't be a bad one for they haven't Kentucky won a national football. title in a while. Kentucky football fans. That's true. Because we they, like if I can make them bad enough, maybe more kids from that area would want to come here instead of going to Ohio State. Yeah, so that that would be that's a decent one. one. Sure. I don't know. Uh, like I also hate the Cardinals too much to go cheer for them. Okay, so that's out. So that's out. And the Dodgers. You Those love are, the Cubs though. I don't hate the Cubs the way that I hate the Cardinals really. Because the Cubs were so innocuous for so long. And then all of a sudden they got good for like 10 minutes. The Cubs are so much like the Pirates, except with like a longer history and fans spread out around the country. Like they were terrible, 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 good for five minutes, fans got completely obnoxious, yep. good for five more minutes, cratered. Like that's that's like the Pirates fandom arc. Like when they were mocking old lady, old ladies in red hats at whatever the name of their stadium is. What's the name of that place? P- are they at PNC? Sure. Let's just say they are. Uh, but that's what Cubs fans are. Except the Cubs fans were always kind of obnoxious. There's the great Marty Brenneman rant about how much he hates Cubs fans from one of their broadcasts, which is spectacular. Uh, so there's that. So I, those are the teams that, that I don't think it'll work on. Okay. But I feel like I can make it work on almost – everybody else because I don't really have like I don't have an NBA team that I have strong feelings about so if you want me to cheer for an NBA team that you hate that's probably your wheelhouse right that's where I could probably make the most the most happen buy you a Steph Curry jersey right yeah like I could make I like that would be the great test of my power could my fandom destroy the Golden State Warriors go all in on the Warriors that's your that's your mission if you choose to accept for the next year Go to just like be, be a Warriors fan. All Warriors fan. Yeah. Go get them. And you have proper training. Right. Because now the the caveat obviously with the Warriors is no one likes Draymond Green. He's a big old jerk face. That's undisputed. Everyone agrees on that. Right. But you as a Bengals fan know how to deal with a player on a team that you hate and everyone hates in Vontez Perfect, but still root for the team. So you can use right. that translate it to yeah. the Warriors and just not acknowledge Draymond right. so Green. so I've got a skill set that yes. works perfectly for this. This is, this is lining up unbelievably. I like it. Uh, I did get another text from my son that asks, if you become a Browns fan, will they get so bad that they just loop around and become good again? <laughs> Crater, like off the, there was a, you know the show Futurama? Have you yeah, ever heard yeah, of that? yeah. There was an episode where they were in a time machine and they just, 
went all the way warp speed and then it came all the way back around and they or the start of time again. That's what the Browns would do. Yeah. You'd make them so bad they would be the best. That maybe, maybe that'd work. I think it would. Uh, I wanna get wanna get back to the to the cow comments on the basketball team. We were talking about the shooting and it's you know, it's it is you, Curtis, you joked about Cal sort of protecting his shooters at times last season. And we're shooting great in practice. We just got to move it on to the right. Yeah. That was the basic gist yeah. of it. But he doesn't like he will be protective of guys and sort of be hyperbolic a little bit like that. Like I, I, I mean, obviously, I didn't see practice. I can't imagine that they shot the ball significantly better in practice than they shot the ball in games. Maybe they did. I don't know. Uh, but he doesn't like just volunteer information generally. Like he won't, he would never have come out of the woodwork last year and said, "Oh, we're shooting the ball really well." He does volunteer information when he's super no, excited. That's exactly. About it. Yeah. That's exactly. That's that was. I didn't make the point eloquently enough, but that's the point. Like that's how you know that he probably well that he does obviously feel really good about them. And as we were talking, you asked, would it change sort of the offensive sets? Would it change how they function? Their biggest issues have come in years where they just couldn't open up space inside, right? He likes to have guys drive the ball, which you would think meant that Archie Goodwin was his favorite player ever. But it was so hard. And you know, I think everybody got frustrated with Archie because he would just like go on these head down, you know, three on one on three breaks. Right, yeah. Ride free or die breaks into the lane. Yeah. But that was really all they had at that point because they didn't have a guy who could shoot the ball. They didn't have a guy who could bring guys out of the lane. And everybody that defended them, and this happened a lot last year, everybody that defended them knew they could just sort of pack the lane and dare anybody to shoot. Now, if they can't do that, if opponents can't do that, that makes more room for PJ. It makes more room for Reed Travis. It makes more room for any of the – 16 or 17 point guards they have on this roster to to go in and do their thing. And I think that changes the offense dramatically. They have three point guards. It could be three. It could be 16. You don't know. You didn't really count that hard. Goodness knows I didn't count. They have three. Three. Any of the three point guards. I want to get to the phones real quick and get the great John Short in here. John Short, how you doing, buddy? You're a great I'm, American. I'm, well, that's the thing, y'all. You're a great American. You're a great American. Who, hey John? Who should I root for? Like to make terrible? Like what? Like we've been talking about how teams that I root for usually just become awful, no matter how good they were when I started. Like when I try and change teams, no matter how good a team was when I started cheering for them, they instantly become awful. Who should I make awful next? I don't know because since that Reds, they really don't do well anyway. Right. That's that's one of the yeah. That's one of the key points. The Reds don't do well. Although they're they're better lately. They're better lately. They won today. What's going on, John? Oh, not much. It's good that we got some new players into the Hall of Fame in September. Into the Kentucky Sports Hall of Fame? Yep. Yes, we do. I saw the list earlier today, and I don't think I can do it from memory, but Big Sam Ball, who is the greatest, yep. uh, and Bob Baffert, and Ken... Ramsey and his wife, whose name escapes me now, and uh, Bernie Bickerstaff, who I forgot was from Kentucky. I've got four out of the six. I feel pretty good about that, John. And Sam Ball, his boy Shane Ball, played for Kentucky. That's true. I have a funny Sam Ball story I will tell later in the show. It's one of my favorites. From my oh, old we have another ball place for Kentucky. It's Kenny Ball, Sam and Shane Ball. What's that? Oh, we have another ball place for Kentucky. It's Kenny. 
same and Shane Ball. I hope we have another ball. Like, if I can tell you. You, if, like if Shane has a kid, you just want Shane Ball's kid to play here? Yep. Just like generation after generation of Big Sam Ball. That's right. I like it. Now, it can be football, basketball, baseball, long as, <laughs> or something like that. There you go. That could work. What else is going on, John? Oh, nothing much going on. I think Richards have a great season this season for Kentucky, for the Big Blue Nation. I think Richards will do well. I think everybody will do well. I hope so. Like, I want Nick Richards to do well. He seems like a really nice kid. Uh, he, I think he works hard. Uh, he just, for whatever reason, it didn't come together for him last year, did it? No, it did because because he's a freshman. We respect that last year. He goes and downs. Ought to be that way with all freshmen. They need to come back and do have an outstanding sophomore and junior and senior years. You know, I think you make a good point there, John. We've it, like you generally watch freshmen play, and it's not unusual for them to go through these sort of peaks and valleys, is it? I know. I know. That's what they, they all are not regular NBA. They all need to come back for sophomores and junior seniors, no matter what college or university. And, had an outstanding season. But we've gotten kind of kind of spoiled here, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Because we've seen so many really great freshmen come through that haven't really gone through a lot of those struggles. Uh, at least not you know, at least not to a great extent. I mean, we've seen guys have an off game here and there, but we've not seen you know we've we've had guys like Anthony Davis, like Carl Towns, like John Wall, like Demarcus Cousins, where they don't seem to struggle the way normal freshmen do, and we've sort of gotten used to that. And I think that's why we have a tendency to judge. Like a Nick Richards season so harshly. What do you think? Yeah, but he's so too. He started almost every game last season. He he started every game last season, I believe. Oh, he's so too. And and then and then Jones came off the bench lots of times. Jo- Terrence Jones? Yeah, no, the the other Jones. The, not Terrence Jones, but Jones from last season who transferred. Oh yeah, gotcha. Not Terrence Jones. Terrence Jones. Yeah. It was way before. Yeah, Terrence Jones was way before. I thought you were. I thought you were just going back in the history books on me, John. No, but talk about Terrence Jones. He napped before we played North Carolina once. He took a little nap before we played North Carolina. That's. I remember that story. Everybody was upset, weren't they? <laughs> they were. Those was bad times. Bad times for Terrence Jones. I know it. All right. What else you got for me, John Short? That's pretty much about it. All right, man. You have a great night. Thanks for calling. Night to you. Thank You're a great American. Great American. All right, the great John Short, everybody. I think John made a great point there. I think we do tend to expect more out of freshmen than most other places because we've just seen so many good ones, Curtis. Duke expects more. Duke expects more. Duke's got a problem on his hands all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And I I knew as soon as I brought it up, Marvin Bagley III came a year early, and I've forgotten whose mom that made mad now. Wendell Carter's mom. That's right. And she is mad mad. Like Even she is going to every media outlet she can possibly find and trashing K left and right all over the sports landscape. I don't know if that's true. It's been okay, two, at least a couple, two places, and the second one now. Wendell Carter is claiming that she was misquoted. I that's don't know exactly interesting. How? But I, I love how that goes. Sometimes I was misquoted. I have you on tape? Although it is possible to out-of-context quote somebody and have their exact words on tape. Maybe that happened, maybe it didn't. But this is the second, right? This is the second one of these things we've heard in the last six or seven months. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Duke has got a weird, they're in a weird spot. They're two, I mean, they're two guards. One went second round and one didn't get drafted. Both those guys are five stars. 
And then now they're trying to do it again. I mean, I feel like Krzyzewski is doing the same thing he did last year, but this year, and they're all actually like the same player. Where last year he had two guys who were the same player in Bagley and Carter. Now he's got three guys that are actually the same player. He's going to try to work it out again. They're so. just forwards instead of guards this time around. Well, no, they're, yeah, they're forwards and, no, they're forwards in both years. Cause they oh, got, okay. But That's they're right. kind of like wing forwards, all the guys. At least they all think they are. Last year they were, you know, quote-unquote centers in the college game because no one ever wants to be called a center, and I still completely don't understand it. Just like Kevin Knox never wanted to be called really a forward, he wanted to be considered a wing, even though everyone told him you will make a lot of money as a four right? if you play that in the NBA. But for whatever reason, everybody always wants to shoot, make threes, and do all those those things because they're cool. That's all they show on the ESPN, Curtis. That's all they show. Three-pointers and dunks. Well, you know what I would be concerned about? Making money? Yeah, my bank account. There you go. A lot of guys that shoot make a lot of money, though. Lots of money. Well, yeah, but other guys who do dirty work also make money. Look, that's the thing about the NBA now, right? If you can stick for three years, everybody makes money. For the most part. Everybody's making money. And on that note, we'll take another break. We'll be back with more Big Blue Insider after this on the Home of the Cats, News Radio 630 WLAP. What y'all trying to do? Welcome back. Big Blue Insider. Mark Berger filling in for the vacationing Dick Gabriel alongside Curtis Birch. If you want to jump in here, 280-2287-1-800-606-4263 are the numbers. You can email us, mark at WLAP.com. You can tweet the show at Meisterberger, that's me, or at Curtis Birch, which is Curtis Birch. I feel like I shouldn't need have needed to explain that, but I did anyway. Uh, you know, Curtis, speaking of UK basketball, Who's got a pretty good gig? Who's that? Joel Justice. Joel's my guy. Did you see his latest? No, what'd he do? Joel is uh, heading to Argentina in the middle of the World Cup, but he'll be watching basketball. But there'll be like free time probably to hang out with Argentinians watching World Cup, I would hope. I don't know. Maybe not. Those <laughs> With practice and stuff, you're kind of watching that USA team more than doing most touristy stuff. Uh, he's headed to Argentina later this week to scout the FIBA USA or U Under-17 World Cup, which features the USA basketball Under-17 squad that is loaded with five-star talent, uh, led by last year's Under-16 MVP Vernon Carey, the number one overall prospect, prospect in the 2019 class, and has UK as a finalist. That'd be a good deal. Like I would just hope that everybody had us on their list just so I could make those trips. Argentina would be a fun place to go, Curtis. Maybe that'll be my new World Cup team. I could destroy them. Oh, no. No, you, you want me to stay away from them? That'll be, I'll have to wait till the bracket gets filled out tomorrow and just like pick round of 16 teams to curse. It'll be amazing. So, so that's your little bit of recruiting news. Wait, so you think you're going to root for Argentina? Maybe. Messi will now never win a World Cup. Right? See, I uncursed them on Sunday. That's how this works. I would love like he's the best player in the world and he's never he I'm trying to I'm trying to make like there was the comparison made by the the men in blazers if you're not familiar with them they're NBC they're two British guys on NBC they got uh, their start like two world cups ago. Uh, they did a podcast and they did like a little like sideshow 
uh, not sideshow, but show on the side of the World Cup broadcasts. And the the one guy, actually one of them, did you know that one of the, you know who I'm talking about, Curtis? Yep. One of those guys was the, like the executive producer of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Like that was his <laughs> baby. Uh, Davo, that guy, uh, was the producer of, he's a, he was generally a television producer. Remember the old ESPN page two? Yeah. Uh, he wrote, it might have been, it was, the German World Cup. He went to Germany and uh, wrote for page two, and he did this thing where he rated, it was mostly the English team that he talked about, uh, but he rated the English team in terms of pants. And I can never remember what the scale was, if long pants was bad and short pants was good, or the other way around. But it was hilarious, and it's just snowballed from there. And he picked up Raj Bennett, who does the thing, too. But they compared uh, Messi, who was Argentina's best player, and like I said, one of the best players in the world, one of the two best players in the world, probably, to LeBron playing with 10 J.R. Smiths. And it didn't look like they were going to get through, yet here they are. They get to play again, and mm-hmm. Germany does not. What's that tell you? It tells you that the tournament's weird, and weird things happen. That's all. That's all. Messi will now never win a World Cup. And he probably, like, they were bad. Like, they've been <laughs> bad and still got through, and he he may well. he Like, I, I feel like it's just as, well... I, I, I apparently, because you've got the audio, said this just recently. I feel like it's really unlikely that they will win a World Cup, that they will win this World Cup, and he's at an age where this may be his last one. So I don't think he's going to win a World Cup. We'll see. His best chance probably came last year when he played in the final and lost one nothing, and didn't get many really good chances to score, even though that's what he does. We'll see. I don't know. That's why do they see. play the matches? Do you have any other? Did you catch anything else that you you wanted to mention from Cal's? Uh, Post-practice comments? Well, I mean, I, I saw a highlight from it. They also, CoachCal.com or maybe UK Basketball's account, tweeted out a, a lob from Emmanuel quickly to EJ Montgomery. And I think I'm ready to make my season prediction. What is that? They'll go 35-5. and five. Seems about right. I mean, that's not John Short level. Like, it's not 40-0. and 0, uh, But 35-5 and five seems like a reasonable number. Boom, there it is. 35-5. and five. Of course, supposes that they make the NCAA championship game, Curtis. Do they get to the NCAA championship game with five losses, or do they suffer the fifth loss in that championship game, Curtis Birch? That will be revealed at a later date. That'll be revealed at a later date. Yeah. I, I you know, it's I, I I can't reasonably speculate on how good or bad I think this team will be because I've not seen you know, I, other than the guys coming like PJ I've seen play, right? Quaddy I've seen play. I've not seen any of the other guys play any meaningful basketball. I, I assume they're really good or they wouldn't be playing here. I think it's interesting. Like I always love the you know, the the breathlessness with which we do the uh Vegas's odds are out on who's gonna win the t- national title. Newsflash, they've got Kentucky as the favorite to win the not national title. Not all of them. Not all of them? Nope. Is it Duke and Kentucky flipped on some of them? Mm-hmm. That's why okay. But it's you know, one those are generally put together to draw betting money. That's the job of a line. Well, they're there to protect themselves almost more than anything because regardless, they know a lot of people are going to bet Kentucky. So the odds for them are at a place where they won't get crushed if Kentucky wins. So Correct. even when Kentucky isn't good, they're probably higher on those lists than they than really they should, should be. be. This year, I think it's probably called for if everything works out the way we should do. I am disappointed in my social media following, though, Mark. What's that, Curtis? They did the little video after the first practice 
and they did a nice little huddle and they, you know, came together as a team. And they have their little saying, I guess, for this year. I don't know if they'll continue it all year long or if they'll update it. But it is all 40. They come together and go, all 40. Does that mean 40 and 0? I, I think that's what that means. Probably it, not. It probably it means probably all 40 minutes of a game. But Oh, I never even thought of that. That's why they need to go to quarters so we don't have to make that. Uh, it's still be 40. It's still be 40. All right. We'll be back with more Big Blue Numbers Insider again. after this on the Home of the Cats. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hey! Welcome back. Hour number two of Big Blue Insider. Mark Berger filling in for Dick Gabriel alongside Curtis Birch. If you want to join in, 280-2287-1-800-606-4263 are the numbers. You can email us. Mark at WLAP.com. You can tweet the show either at Meisterberger or at Curtis Birch. Uh, you know, one is mine and one is Curtis's, in case you were curious. Those are separate things, you know, but you can send it to either. Uh, Curtis, we have mentioned this is one of my favorite times of year, not because I'm a huge NBA fan. You're uh, a big Warriors fan. I am a big Warriors fan now, though. We've worked that out in the first hour. Mm-hmm. If you missed the first hour, uh, the, the Burger Jinx, the Burger Sports Jinx, has claimed another victim. Uh, Germany is out of the World Cup, so we were working on teams that we would want me to like be able to, to really cheer for uh, so that I could ruin them. And we came up with the Golden State Warriors because other than their stunning success, uh, they vaguely resemble the Bengals and that they have a bunch of players that I kind of like and then one player that I just really can't stand. Mm-hmm. So we're, I'm off to the races. As a Warriors fan, I'm going to buy gear and everything, Curtis. Yep, I'm in. We're all in. <laughs> we're all in. Uh, I'm an NBA fan. Only because I like the offseason. And sadly, the offseason has claimed its first victim. Ooh. Uh, well, really, not really. Well, I guess well, Dwight Howard was probably the first victim. Well, D- Dwight Howard was the first victim when he's going to get what he, he got traded he got and bought, bought out. out. Bought out know, in the. Uh, in, he was in the Diallo deal or was he in the Shea deal? He was in the second round pick. So that would have been the Hamadou Diallo Hamadou deal. Diallo deal. Okay. Uh, as we all know, because you can't avoid it if you follow any sports at all, there is some question as to where LeBron James is going to play next season. You you look puzzled, Curtis. Did no, you not heard that? Not. Yeah, I'm just trying to, in my mind, I was like, okay, the Lionel Messi of basketball, LeBron James. Got it. Right, the Lionel yes. Messi of basketball, yeah. LeBron James. Uh, there's some questions as to whether, where he's going to play his, uh, his next season of basketball. We've been through this with him a couple times before, really only one time before, because when he left Miami, it was pretty obvious – to everyone that his intent was at that point to go back to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a big, there was a big, was that in the players, was that in that Players Tribune thing that he, or was think, it no. in Sports Illustrated? That he, he did made? Sports Illustrated. Sports Durant Illustrated. did Players Tribune. That's right. Uh, but the questions this time around have gotten to be too much. And it has apparently ended the strong, strong friendship between LeBron James and Richard Jefferson. That's a shame. If you're not familiar with Richard Jefferson, he played for the Cavaliers. He's older. He's 38. I mean, older by basketball standards, not by my standards. I'm ancient. Uh, Jefferson, and, and, he, and he, he ended their friendship in the most NBA offseason way possible with one of those, you know how the kids do these days, Curtis, where they, like they can't tweet, and like the tweet isn't big enough. There's not enough characters for them to say what they want to say. Mm-hmm. You see it a lot with the recruiting. Like the, you know, I've decided to narrow down my my options to blah, 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 blah. It's just too many characters to just tweet. So they go into that notes thing on the phone and they make a note. Curtis, yeah. they make a note. 
uh, and uh, and so they make the note, and then they screen capture the note, and then they put that on Twitter as a picture. And I hate that because they never crop it. Right, they never crop it properly. And it would just look so much better. You just cropped out how much battery you got left on your phone. Right, just just take the battery out. Uh, Richard Jefferson, did he or did he not crop out the battery? No, he didn't. He did not. Nope, there it is. Uh, so you remember that the NBA offseason also brought us Paul Pierce. It was, it was Pierce, right? Yeah. Paul Pierce. Because he's old. Because he's old and doesn't know how emojis work. Even I can make emojis work, Curtis. And now, in the new iOS, you can just type the word and the emoji appears and you just press the emoji button. Mm-hmm. So if you need a rocket to appear, you type rocket, the rocket appears, and then you press the picture of the rocket and it just goes in. But he couldn't figure out how to do that, so he found a picture of the rocket, screen captured that somehow, and tweeted that out. Uh, was that DeAndre Jordan? Yep. During the DeAndre Jordan free agency. Yeah, because he was going to go to the Mavericks. It was right. A, the deal was reported that it was done. And then, oh man, Mark Cuban was mad. And then there was, and Pierce was they, with the Clippers then, right? Yes. And they reports are that they barricaded him in his house with all the players, and they were like locked in the house. And they were, there was another report that Mark Cuban was angrily driving around Dallas trying to find DeAndre Jordan, who I guess was back, who lives, he's in, he lives in Texas, I think, yeah. from Texas. Yeah, yeah. So he was in the area, yeah. but all the Clippers were in that house, wherever, I, I don't know if it was Dallas or one of those, but apparently Mark Cuban was like angrily driving around trying to find DeAndre Jordan. Couldn't happen, couldn't find him, and, and then all the Clippers that were holding Jordan hostage, quote-unquote, not really, though, because he wanted to come back to the Clippers. Were like tweeting out crazy emojis about how where you could find him, and right. you know it was like train, get on a train, get on a plane, and then when Paul Pierce took it to space the travel, level. but he couldn't find the, so he just screen captured it and tweeted out the picture. Yes, this is why we love the NBA offseason so much. Richard Jefferson had to make the uh, the the recruit note because he had to end his friendship with LeBron. This is the this is the first victim of the offseason. Uh, Jefferson's note reads, It's with great remorse that I am writing this. After many years as a peer and many years as a friend and teammate, I've decided to end my friendship with LeBron James. I'm saying this publicly so that the fans and media members can please stop asking me where he is going in free agency. I don't know. My family doesn't know, and neither do my kids. Unfortunately, I live in Los Angeles, so the questions are unavoidable, but hopefully this helps to clear things up. Truth be told, I never liked the guy. He works too hard, and it makes the rest of us look bad. He's my son's favorite player. And I view that as a complete betrayal of how hard I've worked to put a roof over his head. I'm sorry I'm having to give this Drake response, Drake's in quotes, which is just my favorite part of the whole thing, this Drake response, but I feel like this is the best way to address this issue that I'm clearly losing also. I wish everyone the best of luck in free agency, teams, and players. Oh, and to Channing, oh, oh, and middle finger emoji, to Channing Fry also, just because, shrug emoji. There Although the shrug emoji, somehow he's got turned funny in here. That's a Snapchat. Is that a Snapchat? Yeah, I think he screenshotted a Snapchat he sent, which like takes that to a whole other level. Dude, how do you even do that? Well, what he probably did was he typed out the note, screenshot it, was sending it to somebody on his Snapchat or uploading his Snapchat story, and he didn't. When he while he was doing that, he dropped in the shrug emoji over top of and that. He's got his own like bit, filter. He's got his own bitmoji in the top left corner. Yeah, that's from Snapchat. So he took a screenshot of the note that he had screenshotted on Snapchat. 
that Curtis one, I'm amazed that you know all this stuff. It's very impressive. I'm glad that we have somebody here on staff that knows what they're doing. I uh, don't, but and two, I like the Drake in quotes thing because that that goes back to the Pusha T diss track, correct? Is that what that's about? I'm guessing when Drake had to respond via iOS note to Pusha T's diss diss, diss track. If you're not familiar with that, you'll have to look up Pusha T and diss track. I only know how to put the words all in one in the proper order. I don't know who he is or what that is. Apparently, Pusha T, who is a rapper, is this correct, Curtis? Yeah. Pusha T is a rapper, and he released a song that said bad things about Drake, which is known as a diss track. Is that where we are here? Yeah. Okay, and then Drake responded with one of these notes. Uh, other than that, I love that he, he calls out his kid about LeBron being his favorite player. That's some high-level work from Richard Jefferson, I feel like. Pretty good. Pretty that good is a strong start to the NBA free agency period, which hasn't really even started yet. Nope. We are two days away from the first important dominoes to fall. Sorry, Dwight Howard. You're not important. Not anymore. Um, But June 29th is the last day players can opt in or opt out of their contracts if they have those options. And LeBron James has that option. He can opt in to play one more year at Cleveland, but he would only do... Well, he would do that... There's kind of three thoughts. He would do it and just play next year and then basically do this all over again. Right. He would not do it, but re-sign with Cleveland. Wait, yeah. Actually, there's four. He would do it to force Cleveland to trade him or he would not do it and then just sign with another team. He would re-sign with Cleveland for a longer-term deal right. since he's getting a little bit older. But I think he's still at the point where he probably is going to go with these one-year contracts. They're called one-and-ones because you sign for one year and then you have a player, yeah, option, yeah, for player option for another. I, I feel like in my praise of Richard Jefferson's iOS note uh, ending his friendship with LeBron, I undersold the uh, – Carmelo Anthony announcement that he was opting into his contract in Oklahoma City. Was that the where That's he just the, had the wine? Yes. Like Carmelo Anthony is has become he's at this point a fairly mediocre NBA player. He has an extravagant contract next year that he had the opportunity to opt into or opt out of. And since nobody's gonna it's like twenty four point seven million dollars, I think is the number, big if I recall it right. Number. That's a big chunk for a guy who isn't I mean, he's not great anymore. He was great at one point. Like, Carmelo Anthony was legitimately great at one point. He is not that anymore for whatever reason. Maybe it's because he's old. Maybe it's because he doesn't care. Maybe it's because he's pouty and doesn't get the ball enough on the team that he's on. But he's got the opportunity to to opt into this absurd contract that Oklahoma City shouldn't pay him, but they agreed to it. And so it's just a, it's just a picture of Melo with some dude pouring wine in his glass and it was a little note that says I'm opting in for 2019. That's pretty good. And it's pretty good way like to do it that. Like it is, because it was sort of a haha Oklahoma City deal. Because he think wasn't it was, like uh, super. Wait, I don't think it was a knock. You don't at think it was? I think it was a knock at the people who make just make fun of Mello. Like he wasn't calling out his team because he's going to be playing for him next year. I think he still wants to win and play as best as he can. But to all the people who you know, think that he should be bought out and all those things. He was just like, no, no, no. I'm going to enjoy this contract like I'm enjoying this fine glass of wine. There you go. Good times. Uh, that is NBA free agency period in a nutshell, and it is amazing. We'll be back with more Big Blue Insider after this on the Home of the Cats, News Radio 630 WLAP. 
Ben Steph Curry with the shot. Ben cooking with the Welcome shot. back. Curry Big Blue Insider pop. Mark Berger filling in for Dick Gabriel alongside Curtis Burst. If you want to join in, 280-2287-1-800-606-4263 are the numbers. You can email us, mark at WLAP.com. You can tweet the show either at Meisterberger or at Curtis Birch. Sorry, Mark. The call screen is not working, but we have a guy on the line who says he's an NBA expert and he wants to correct you on a couple of things. All right, NBA expert, what would you like to correct me on first? I mean, I mean, there's a line to correct me most days. You start now. First off, uh, Pusha T is a rapper. You you didn't know that for sure. That's something I feel like you should know. Okay. Uh, second, I wanted to talk about where LeBron could actually be going. Okay. Where could LeBron actually be going? All right. So the weird thing about LeBron is that he's been touring high schools a lot lately. Seems strange, but LeBron James Jr. Seems sort of son, is starting high oh, school next year. Okay. So he, he has a reason to go to high schools because otherwise yes. it's just wrong. But he's been touring high schools in L.A., Cleveland, and Philadelphia, so he has to be going to one of those three cities, presumably. Has he quit touring high schools in Houston? I thought he was doing that. I'm not sure if he has or not. The ones I've heard him talk about are the Lakers and the Philadelphia, or not the Lakers, the L.A. and Philadelphia high schools, and Junior has expressed interest in playing at St. Vincent St. Mary's, which is LeBron James High School. But then he has to uh, stay home. Brian Windhorst is you know, the LeBron whisper. Right. We all kind of know that. He does not give LeBron a chance to go to Houston. He thinks that he's all in on L.A. or Cleveland with like a 9% chance to go to Philly. My favorite tweet of the past couple of days is someone said, if LeBron goes to L.A., who goes with him? And someone quote tweeted and said, Brian Windhorst. <laughs> Brian <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you very much, NBA expert. You were nice Hold enough. On, he's not done. Well, wait, you got more? Yeah. We still yeah, got to talk about Kawhi. Kawhi destination. Ah, too. Kawhi yeah, destination. We got to break down Kawhi. See, now I saw that LA plans to have, a, like, their goal is to have a Kawhi contract done with the Lakers before LeBron James, before the LeBron James spree opens. Is that correct? I believe LA is really pushing to get Kawhi. I'm not entirely sure that they're going to be the team that lands them, though. Where do you think he's going? I think he's actually going to the Phoenix Suns, home of UK former star Devin Booker. That would almost make them decent. I mean, they've got a long way to go to be good, but they could be, like, passable. I think it'd be a start. They've been looking to acquire, like, big-name free agents for the past couple of years. They took a meeting with LaMarcus Aldridge. They had a meeting with LaMarcus Aldridge before he signed with San Antonio. They were in the push to get uh Kyrie Irving last year before he ended up in Boston because they refused to give up on Josh Jackson. But Kawhi Leonard's 26, he's in his prime, and he's basically a better version of Josh Jackson, so I don't see why they wouldn't give him up along with just salary cap filler to get Kawhi and become an instant competitor with him and Devin Booker on the same team. Why do I think that Kawhi is older than that? He's got an old because soul. he's been playing in the league for eight years. He's been there since he was eighteen. Because he plays old man basketball, really. I mean, he does play old man he's basketball. One the, he's one of the few guys that plays old man basketball. Is that it, NBA expert? No, I got, got a dark horse for okay. uh, Kawhi Leonard. Too. All right, who's the dark horse? Wait, Phoenix wasn't the dark horse. No, Phoenix is my number one choice. I think oh, they're going to wow. get him. Who's the dark the horse? Real. There's two dark horses for Kawhi. Actually, one is the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, they have had issues with dealing with injuries in the past. Kawhi's whole deal with San Antonio is that he doesn't like that they handled his injury 
trying to rush him back. They think he they think that they handled it poorly. Kawhi's camp does. But the Philadelphia 76ers team doctor is also Kawhi's personal doctor who has been handling his injury. So it kind of makes sense that the yeah. 76ers would know what his medical situation is. That's true. And the darker dark horse is the Minnesota Timberwolves. I like it. We, Wiggins, I, oh, no, I Wiggins want him there. Yeah. Wiggins trade. Yeah, Jimmy pieces. Butler doesn't like Andrew Wiggins, and I've been trying to make salary math work, and I'm sure that NBA professionals are probably better at it than me, so I haven't figured out a trade yet, but I know it includes Wiggins somehow because Jimmy Butler doesn't like him, and Kawhi is definitely better than Wiggins at what See, Wiggins does. This is why everybody should follow the NBA offseason because it's the greatest. Thank you, NBA expert. I appreciate it. And uh, you weren't so mean in correcting me that I won't quit feeding you. Thank you so much for the call. I appreciate that. Can I give one more shout-out before I go? Yes. All right. Shout-out Donovan Mitchell, the real rookie of the year. (laughs) Shout-out Kevin Knox. He got drafted by the Knicks. I think he's going to be great with uh, Christoph Porzingis. Uh, SGA, I thought, was the best player of – in America in the SEC tournament and NCAA last year. I think that he's going to be really good in the NBA, too. Got it. Thank you very much. Now I feel like like I have to say rack him. Is that what happens after somebody gives shout-outs at the end of their call? I don't know. Who like, does that? That's the, that's the old Jim Rome thing. It's like everybody would end their Jim Rome calls with shout-out, blah, 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 shout-out, blah, 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 war something, rack him. Like that was, the, that was basically the cadence. Okay. That was my son, by the way. For those it was? Years. Yeah, it was Jake. I'm telling you. Oh, it's not like I set that up. Uh, the, the 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 kid loves the NBA. All his friends love the NBA. That's how I learned that all the young kids love the NBA. I was and like, we didn't even get to the fact that Gilgis Alexander is now going to start. Mentioned right. it last night on the roundtable with Anthony White and Jeff Drummond, but didn't get into it because well, it happened during the show. But Austin Rivers traded away now that Daddy isn't running the front office. And so Gilgis Alexander is going to be starting a point guard. Nobody really ahead of him. <laughs> like nobody even really behind him. Yeah, there is because they still got Patrick Beverly. That's true. They could run Patrick Beverly and to rough some guys up. Yeah, and then move forward. Like that has to be awkward, right? Like who tells him? Does the does the general manager tell him? Like does he call dad afterwards? Again, Austin Rivers is the son of Doc Rivers. Austin Rivers was their point guard. Austin Rivers got traded basically to make way for Shea last night. Well, so he got who, traded. No, I mean, that's not the whole. He got traded for Gortat from the Wizards. Right. And so they want a center because they're thinking either DeAndre Jordan's not going to come back or they're going to try to trade him. One of those two things will probably happen this year. But they, they traded a piece they no longer needed for something they thought they might need. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Because. Well, they drafted two guards. True. They did draft in the, two In the lottery, so. So who tells him? Like, does Dad have Lawrence to tell Frank. him? Okay. Lawrence Frank says, hey, buddy. Like, how's that call go afterwards? Uh, hey, Dad, did you know? Uh, yeah, I did. I don't think he did. He's not in the front office anymore. They don't tell the head coach they're going to trade his kid? That'd be cold-blooded, man. Seriously, I love this. This should, like, if this were a video game... I this was the I on was it Monday that I complained about how we turned sports into the like the yes. front office part of like this is the one I would play like I don't care about the like I didn't care about the recruiting stuff on the NCAA football and basketball games I don't care about team manager on the FIFA game or any of the like general manager on on Madden but give me NBA offseason the video game and you don't even have to put basketball games in it I'm down I'm a hundred percent in 
We'll be back with more Big Blue Insider after this on the Home of the Cats, News Radio 630 WLAP. Yeah, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who goes along with you. If I get drunk, well, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who gets drunk next to you. Admit the best are lost, cause your axe is right, your own label is right. Matter of fact, welcome back, Big Blue Insider, Mark Berger, with Curtis Birch filling in. I'm filling in. Curtis is always here. Curtis never leaves here. I'm filling in for Dick Gabriel tonight. Gabe's on vacation. Tomorrow night's uh, uh, Kyle, right? Yeah. All right. You listen to Kyle Tucker talk about cheese and heron twins and sports. Yeah. All those, those things will probably the, be covered at some point. Those are his favorite, four favorite things. Diet Coke as well. Diet Coke. Did he go back on the Diet Coke? He yeah. was off Diet Coke for a long time. Back on I was very proud of him. I have, I have myself kicked Diet Pepsi at one point. No longer. Yeah, but you got it. Yeah. I got I got one right here. I was so good for so long too. You just get that one sip of the Diet Coke or Diet Pepsi and you're just they get you they just get, get you, Curtis. Get you. So Curtis, what, what prompted the uh the Nelly number one? You really haven't put two and two together here? Pun intended. I haven't. Actually you've worked with me for a very long time. What are the odds that I was gonna do that? I mean, not not particularly high. Not, if not I had great, to per, if really. I had to put a percentage on it, that would be you know difficult. But it'd be more difficult for you, right? If we're gonna do it, let me roll through it. Ninety nine, uh huh. Loof balloons, nine to five, twenty four magic, nineteen ninety nine. It's all numbers to taunt me. There you go. There you go. I like it. As I mentioned <laughs> in the very first segment, well, Curtis actually mentioned what I had trouble with. Did I have trouble with a clock or a calendar in the first segment? It was clock. It was a clock. So anything, any timekeeping system. And really, anything with numbers really is just, uh, it just confuses me. That's why we have a Math with Curtis segment on Sundays. You can't even describe what it does to you. Right. Speaking of taunting, Bluegrass Jack tweets in, currently close to paradise, still listening to Meisterberger and Curtis Birch on Big Blue Insider, uh, rant about LeBron and Drake. Can't take the boy out of Kentucky, or can't take the boy out of Kentucky, but can't take Kentucky out of the boy. And then he sends us a picture, Curtis. Uh, It's like that vacation picture of his beer in his koozie on his railing of his condo that overlooks the beach. Good on him. It's mean. Mean. Now I celebrate other people's joy. I do. I, like, I'm happy for anybody who goes to the beach. I love the beach. Uh, we're going on vacation. You, you, like, Curtis, you're a runner now. Like, you can get in on the me and Larry running chats on Sunday. I guess I could, but you're not going to necessarily gonna. want to. Uh, we're going on vacation here in a few weeks, and I'm going to try and run in Yosemite National Park. We're going to spend a couple days there. And the big question is, will I get killed by a grizzly bear or a mountain lion? Which do you think? I'll go off the board and say buffalo. No, nah, man, that's Yellowstone, not Yosemite. Yosemite's in the mountains. That's why I'm going way off the board. That's way off the board. Like that Ooh, would, a goat. That buffalo would be lost. A goat's going to get you. Like, can a goat, yeah. like, can a goat do enough damage to me goat, to kill me? goat could get you. See, I wasn't even fearing goats at this point. A goat could get you. I was only fearing grizzly bears and mountain lions. I, I, I don't know. Just keep beef jerky in your pocket, and then if they come, throw it. <laughs> or maybe it would work the other way, and they would just come and attack you. I feel like the grizzly, like the beef jerky would attract them when they might not have found me otherwise. What you're going to want to do is sacrifice a deer and then roll around in the blood and then go on your run No, no. I through feel a like, dark wooded area. I feel like that attracts them as well. And then go jump in the ocean with some sharks <laughs> who Fli- can sleep. Flipper Cat tweets in, 
And Meisterberger has involuntarily kicked brisket biscuits, too. That's a fact. That's true. That's sad. I am sad about the brisket biscuits. Hashtag RIP brisket biscuits. Right. Exactly. Uh, so. Are we going to dive into the yeah. problems you and I have? Uh, do we have enough time left to delve into the problems that I have? I think we Well, no, but. Let's, let's do it, Curtis. You know. Where do you want to start? The monkeys. Ah, I forgot about this. Uh, I thought I thought that would be a last segment thing, but we well, can go no, over it now. It. Let's do it. Let's just do it right now. So because we were talking about wildlife, you so set it up fit. here. You set it up here, Curtis. I mean, I'm not setting it up. You're the one who tweeted some propaganda account. I don't know what the heck you were doing. It is not a propaganda account. Like, okay, so <laughs> I like if I had my entire life to do over again, you'd live in Austin, Texas. No, except for my family, who I would want to keep. Like, I'd want to keep, you know. Curly 22 and the boys. Uh, but I would NBA instead of... Jake. What's that? You want to keep NBA yes, expert Jake? Yes, I, I would want to keep NBA expert Jake. Uh, but instead of go, instead of getting a radio, TV, and film degree, I would want to go into primatology so that I could spend time around you know, monkeys and apes. And there was a, there was a tweet today, because I follow pretty much all of the, all of the you know, ape and monkey accounts at on Down. Twitter. Right, at Browdown for one. I think it's Brow underscore down, isn't it? Uh, so, like, one of them, there was the Jane Goodall Foundation. Jane Goodall did the work with uh, chimps. That's what she's known for. Some say she got too close. Um, Diane Fossey did the gorillas. Everybody agrees she got too close. <laughs> and uh, But the Goodall Foundation sent out a tweet saying that monkey, like, saying that mon- chimps aren't monkeys. And Curtis responded that they look like monkeys. But they're not monkeys, Curtis. They're apes. And this, there's an easy way to tell, Curtis. Monkeys have tails. Apes do not. Gorillas, orangutans, chimpanzees, bonobos. Apes. No tail. Sometimes people are born with tails. No, not. I mean, not. Yes. I mean, occasionally, like, you've got that mm-hmm. prehensile tail mm-hmm. that isn't supposed to be there, and they do a quick surgery, and you just look normal again. So I'm going to... Go off on a limb and say that chimpanzees and gorillas, that can happen to them too. So you think that in the wild, the chimp surgeon is doing the tail surgery? No, they just have them. No, they don't. Have you checked every chimp's butt? No, I haven't. Like, I've not met every chimp. Well, then I think my theory is valid. It's not. It's not, Curtis. (laughs) Yes, it is. heartbreaking. Prove me wrong. That I can't. (laughs) Well, I can't go find every chimp in the world now. Yeah, there you go. And, and bring them to you to be... I just need a picture. I, like, And, I, and I, I feel like I'm pretty confident that I can't go find a chimp surgeon that's doing these surgeries. That sounds like a great TV show. Chimp surgeon? <laughs> chimp surgeon. That sounds like an 80s sitcom. That but was. It was, right? No, because <laughs> well, they, they had the chimp truck driver. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't the truck driver. He was the did, oh you don't you've never seen this? What are you Actually, it was the late seventies. BJ and the Bear. BJ the- was a truck driver. Greg Evigan was the actor. He had a very short lived like when BJ and the Bear came out. He was one of the most famous actors on earth. Like he was on he was on the covers of all the magazines. The ladies loved Greg Evigan, and his his truck driving partner and best friend was Bear, a little chimpanzee. Now that's just that he dressed up in that he dressed up in overalls and bear wore a hat, like a pork pie hat, and they they traveled uh, the countryside having adventures. And I can't remember if he solved crimes or what the deal was. Like I can't remember what the like what the weekly story was because it couldn't just be a guy 
driving across the country in a truck, that's not a very good show. No. But I think it was sort of like, like, do you remember Quantum Leap? Yeah. Where he would like, next like jump, he would bounce into a, a new storyline and solve a problem. I think it was kind of like that. He wasn't a crime fighter, but he was a problem solver. Like he would, he would bounce into, into new towns and solve some sort of big problem they had. He and Bear would solve problems. It was BJ and the Bear. So you're right. It could be an 80s sitcom because it actually happened. They actually had a, and that was on the heels of, have you ever seen the movie, uh, Any Which Way But Loose? That had an orangutan in it with Clint Eastwood. Prequel to Footloose? No. Uh Nuh-uh. No. Or maybe sequel. There was Any Which Way But Loose, and then there was Every Which Way You Can was the sequel, and it had uh, an orangutan that if you said right turn Clyde, Clyde was the orangutan, then Clyde would use his right hand and punch the guy to his right. And if you said left turn, Clyde would punch the guy to his left, and occasionally Clyde drank beers. And it was hilarious. But now... But those are monkeys. No, they're apes. You're still wrong. Still wrong, Curtis. So monkeying around. <laughs> why did I feel like that was coming? Oh. Uh, so I'm sitting here, Curtis. Okay. And we've got this TV. You've got a TV on your side of the yeah. window. For those of you who aren't familiar with the setup here, Curtis is in one studio and I'm in another and we can see each other through this window. And so Curtis on his side of the window has a TV. I have a TV on my side of the window. On my side of the window, we're watching the College World Series. Are you doing the same over there? Yeah. So here's this is my question. Like I know the move, like the the discussion point for college baseball is to move the season later. So that you're not you don't have all these north of well north of Tennessee teams playing in terrible weather, beginning in February and March, right? Mm-hmm. But how many people remember that the college baseball season is still going on at this point? Fans of the college baseball season. Or the, like, is that enough to sustain it? I mean, define sustain, still happening. So that's a good point. But to make it, I don't know if you want to judge that as profitable, a la basketball and football. Well, it's not. No, like that, the college I mean, World I don't know Series. If they could, I don't know if they really could well. do anything to make that happen. But also, I think that they're a day late, right? Didn't they get pushed back a day because of the rain. weather? Yeah, yeah, they had a rain delay. But I mean, that's not like that. That's the difference between June twenty. 20- 6th and June 27th. I mean, that's not... you know, And this is game two of the three-game series, although mm-hmm. if, if uh, Oregon State... No, if, if Arkansas wins, they won't play again tomorrow because Arkansas will have won two games and Oregon State will have won none and can't win two games in one day because they only play the one. So the the thing would be over. Uh, but it, it just... This seems like... As, I feel like the farther away you get from what most people associate with the college school year the less people pay attention to anything, like like the less people pay attention to this. I think the Women's College World Series has a better deal because it starts, it, well, it ends the week before, the last week of the Women's College World Series is the week before the Men's College World Series starts, correct? I'm not sure on the dates. I think that's that right. That sounds pretty accurate. So you're still like locked into your college's year and I, I don't know. I like the College World Series. I, I, it is one of the events I would really like to go to sometime. Although I really feel like the, with the structure, like I understand why they structured the championship the way they have now. Um, this, it used to be a straight two-and-out tournament. And I remember when CBS used to carry all the NCAA championships, like there were years that CBS would carry what they expected to be the championship game, 
and then the team from the losers bracket would win the game and everybody would freak out. Yeah, and CBS wouldn't have the second game. They wouldn't have airtime for the second game because you know there were only four TV channels. You couldn't put it on CBS Sports or ESPN Two or Classic or whatever. So you just wouldn't see the game that actually decided the tournament, which was weird. Um, so they moved to sort of a hybrid double elimination where the two teams out of each of the side brackets would play a single game. People decided that wasn't fair, and they've moved to this three-game series at the end. Um, but I feel like it'd be more fun to go during that double elimination phase when there's you know so many more teams and so many more fans and so much more going on, and it's just wild. I think that week of I think that week at the College World Series would be as much fun as any college sports event you could possibly go to. Yeah, because all the best teams. It's like the Final Four, but with a bunch eight, more teams. Eight teams, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like double Final Four. I mean, and it's yeah, you know, they bring maybe a, a few fewer fans, but they get wild at this thing in the early rounds. And it's yeah. not like the old days. I mean, this stadium is a lot bigger that they're playing in now. It's not the same sort of environment, I guess, that Rosenblatt was. I've got friends that have been to Rosenblatt before they moved from there. That's the, Rosenblatt was the stadium sort of across the street from where they are now that hosted it forever. Not forever, really, but for a very, very long time. And people would go to that and said it was just completely insane. That would have been a great time. Yeah. Had I been in road trip mode the last year at Rosenblatt Stadium, I'd have probably made that run. When was the last time you were in road trip mode? Uh, the year that they closed the original Comiskey Park. Me and a buddy drove up to Comiskey Park to see a game there before they closed it down. Because I, at the time, fancied myself a baseball purist and was horrified that they would tear down this cathedral to the great game of baseball. And when you walked into it, you looked around, realized that it smelled like... Urine? Yep, that's exactly what it smelled like, and that you thought the thing was going to collapse on your head, and you hoped that the stadium lasted as long as the baseball game did. Actually, a little longer, so you could get out at the end of the game. It was a dump. Did it smell like that, too? No, just just the <laughs> urine. And then me and a bunch of buddies went and saw a game at Durham, the old Durham Athletic Park, the year that Bull Durham came out. Those were... What's that? Huh? What's Bert, Bull Durham? Only the greatest movie ever made, and the sum of all knowledge. But that was pretty much the end of my road trip days for sporting events. Well, we used to go, we used to go see Notre Dame games. Notre Dame football games. Me and Curly 22 went up to a couple of those. It was good times. Then the road tripping days ended, but we're about back to road tripping time, Curtis. You never know. We'll be back with more Big Blue Insider after this on the Home of the Cats, News Radio 630 WLAP. Rolling down to Dallas, who's provide my palace. Welcome back. Big Blue Insider. Mark Barker filling in for Dick Gabriel alongside Curtis Burt. I told you this was a real thing. It could still be fake. It's just a minute YouTube video. Uh, I mentioned earlier, we mentioned on uh, the, uh, when John Short called in, John Short mentioned the Kentucky Athletics Hall of Fame uh, announced its incoming class. Ken and Sarah Ramsey, uh, the horse racing uh, couple. Bob Baffert, also from horse racing. Bob Beatty, uh, who is a football coach uh, from Louisville Trinity High School. Bernie Bickerstaff, who I forgot was from Kentucky, a uh, 33-year veteran of the NBA as a head coach, assistant coach, front office executive, and scout. Uh, Nikki Hayden, who is the – the I know how terrified you are of MotoGP races, Curtis. We've seen those on the motorcycle racing. Yeah. That scares you. Uh, he mm-hmm. was a world champion from Owensboro before he was killed uh, in an accident. Um, well, he was, he was actually riding a bike. 
Um, Bob Baffert, we all know who Bob Baffert is. And Big Sam Ball, former UK uh, Wildcat, All-American, All-SEC team captain of Henderson, Kentucky. Is this where you're going to tell your Sam Ball story? Uh, this is where I'm going to tell my Sam Ball story. Once upon a time, I worked at Host Communications. I told, I've told Freddie Maggard this story one day when I was over there. Because uh, Sam Ball's on the wall of the, of the training center. Call it the ball wall. The ball wall. And uh, when we were when we were slow, which wasn't very often, but when we were slow, you know, business-wise, uh, one of the ways that we would pass time was we would occasionally just call Sam Ball's house because we had the phone number, and we would really hope that Sam Ball didn't answer the phone because Sam Ball had the the single and kids you won't know what this means because you've never been subjected to these things but Sam Ball had the single greatest answering machine message in the history of mankind and we would just listen to it and get the biggest kick out of it and we would probably call him like two or three times a week and it was like oh big Sam Ball here and then it was some sort of like like the one that we remember most was remember if you're not the or, if you're not the lead, if you're not leading the pack, the view never changes, or something like that. And it was great. And they would change every so often, and you'd have to call back regularly to get the new one. And that was like that is my the only connection I've ever had to Sam Ball. Like I've never met him in person. I would love to meet him in person and tell him how much uh, we loved his answering machine message. But that that killed more than one afternoon at 904 North Broadway back in the day. What happened when he would answer? Nothing. Like somebody would say hi to him, and he was really nice. Like he'd be really cordial. But he's usually out during the day. I mean, it was, you know, this is 20 years ago. I mean, he was still, you know, he still had a job and stuff, so he's gone during the day, I guess. Why would he update the message? I don't know, man, but it was awesome that he did it. Did it you, was great. Did he, was he aware that people called in to listen? I feel like he had to be, otherwise he wouldn't bother to change the message. But, you know, normally an answering machine message, unless you were trying to get really clever, was always like, hey, this is Mark, leave your name and number at the beep and I'll call you back. That's a, that was a standard answering machine message when there were, th- or you were a jerk face and you did hello hello, hello right that was that was another hello? funny one hello gotcha I'm <laughs> not here right now <laughs> that's awesome some people would leave poems like for a while answering machines were like you had to like answering machines were stressful because you had to come up with something and Sam Ball had the best one ever and we loved it and we called it <laughs> we called it pretty well constantly. I'm not a here right now. I'm probably out rocking. I'm out rocking. Headbanging with Skinner and... I'm out lifting. Do you even lift? Bro. Right? So I was, but it always started with, oh, Big Sam Ball here. This is great. So he was my, he's like my favorite of that era Wildcats, even though I never saw him play. Just for the answering machine. So that's the key. Right? To Mark's heart. Just amuse me. Even just a little bit, I'm good. Probably way like me. It really, yeah, probably really is why I like you. So that's the deal. Uh, anyway, to recap, I'm a sports jinx. I broke Germany. I broke Germany soccer. Mm-hmm. That's almost impossible to <laughs> to imagine, but I did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, UK basketball had its first practice today. Cal seemed pretty excited about it and talked about how well they shot the ball. Voluntarily. Multiple mm-hmm. times. Uh, what else did we cover? Uh, LeBron I'm, James. LeBron James uh, and Richard Jefferson are no longer friends. Nope. Uh, Richard Jefferson's son's favorite player is LeBron James, apparently. Mm-hmm. And Just like your son's favorite radio personality is Anthony White. That's correct. And, frankly, my wife's favorite radio personality is <laughs> Anthony White, too. Don't forget that. <laughs> and 
Can you blame either of them? No. Really? Anthony's fun. And then finally, we've determined that chimpanzees and gorillas are monkeys. That's that's not what we determined at all. Yeah. Also, the DNA. how do you think that guy? How do you think Bear was driving that truck with his tail? He never got to drive the truck, Curtis. Well, that is just unfair. BJ what kind of friend is that? What kind of jerk friend was BJ? Hey, Bear, want to ride along and do nothing and just sit there in your hat? I feel that's like- lame. BJ was a jerk. If I was Bear, I would hit him with my tail and run away. I feel like Clyde was occasionally allowed to drive Clint Eastwood's pickup truck in any which way, but loose though. I'd have to go back and rewatch the movie to know for sure. Uh, thanks for spending some of your evening with us and putting up with this nonsense. Kyle Tucker will be in for Dick Gabriel tomorrow. You'll enjoy that a great deal. For Curtis Birch, this is Mark Berger, and this has been Big Blue Insider on the Home of the Cats. News Radio 630 WLAP. Messi will now never win a World Cup because... Hey, they're not eliminated yet. They pretty much are eliminated. No. They could theoretically, mathematically make it. It is super unlikely for them to make it. 